0: This program may contain subject matter and language that may trigger some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Thunder Podcast, a mental health podcast. I'm your host and Thundercat, Shelton Fisher. And I'm so glad that you could join me today. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the 10th episode of the Thunder Podcast. I cannot thank you enough for your support. Um, and I really appreciate you tuning in and just being a part of this. Um, I'm actually sticking with this longer than I anticipated. So, But today... I hope you brought your sledgehammers, because we are going to be deconstructing things. What exactly? Religion, of course. It's the only thing there is to deconstruct. But before we get into all that, um, but before we get into all that, um, but before we get into all that, um, all that, um please, if you haven't already, uh, make sure to like and subscribe and do all the things on whichever streaming platform you listen on Um, it helps the podcast a lot by helping the algorithm pick me up and if you enjoy what you're hearing I hope that it would be something that maybe you would want to share Um, so thank you again for your support I just I really appreciate it so let's talk religion shall we I myself did not grow up in church. Um, It's something that mom always wanted to have as like a family unit. Everybody goes to church and it's, you know, the true Southern American family, right? Um, My dad, on the other hand, did not want that. His grandfather was actually a preacher and he despised the church. Not necessarily even like religion. Because he always was on me about, like, making sure I didn't say, God damn it, or, like, you know. I have a tattoo of a cross on my wrist, and the first time he saw it, he thought that it was upside down because it faces me. Um, And he flipped out on me. I had to explain to him how I see it. And um, I know that's not the traditional way to do it, but, you know, I was 18 at the time. But the thing with his grandfather's church was he... Was the preacher of a very small town. And with that being the case, you know exactly who is out drinking and gambling and fucking and, you know, doing all the bad shit. And then coming in on Sunday morning and acting like they don't do any of it, that, you know, they're just the epitome of a perfect Christian. And he saw through that. He never went back to church. My grandmother. His mom, she was a very devout Christian. He told me a story one time about he had a peace sign hanging up on his wall. And she came into his room one day and said that he needed to take it down because it was a broken cross. And she wasn't going to have that kind of blasphemy in her house. She threw away a lot of his old collectible things. Because they were of the world. He told me that he had Beatles trading cards. He had like all the different cartoon trading cards there were back in the day. And she threw them all away. And so it left a really bad taste in his mouth. And I I can't say that I blame him. But I tell you all that to say that I did not grow up in the church. Um, I have however had experience trying to find religion of my own Um, in the 10th grade I started going to church by myself because I wanted to fill a void for an experience that I never really grew up with and so I started asking my mom you know what of our religions and like our denominations and stuff like that. And she said that her mom was a Methodist and everyone on my dad's side was Church of God. So I decided to go with the Church of God because I was very like stir crazy sitting in the chairs. So, you know, to be able for it to be acceptable, to listen to music and do all the active parts of church it was appealing a little bit and so when i went in on religion i went all the way in i tore up old t-shirts of like secular bands and i bought like religious t-shirts whenever i could i tried to read my bible but i didn't read very well so i was always wondering like am i doing this right And I never understood the point of prayer. Um, But they let me sing in the choir. And I enjoyed that. Um, Things started getting a little bit weird for me. When I was told that I was not allowed to pray for someone. Um, I was told that I could not pray for someone else. Because the intent of my heart wasn't known. That should have been the first red flag because along with that came um, people referring to their human emotions as spirits. So somebody would say, oh, that was really funny. That spirit of laughter really got me. Or like, I got to do my best to keep the spirit of anger away. And I was like, okay, you know, let's overlook that. But the one thing that I really should have Understood was I could not admit to myself the amount of theatrics that went into the church service. The revivals would come and go, and like the preacher would put on a good show. It was fun to watch somebody holler and like scream about stuff. And then uh, there was one night he claimed that someone in The crowd, they started speaking in tongues and he claimed that he was the interpreter and then went on to spout out a bunch of just bullshit about like how the church was going to prosper, the whole town was going to be saved, like just grandiose bullshit. And I remember being a part of one revival. There was a girl in a wheelchair and in retrospect, it made me feel very terrible for the church's exploitation of her illness she was bound to a wheelchair and I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going with this but there was a whole group of people huddled around her and I was included in it and everyone was holding on to her like feet and her ankles and her like lower leg and praying in tongues if you're not familiar with what praying or speaking in tongues is um At some point in the service, you get like a little shiver because the air conditioner is so low and it makes you spout out a bunch of gibberish. And they claim that to be the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Um, But we were hanging on to this girl's legs and we were all praying in tongues. And the look of just upset on her face, it actually like hit me harder than the service did. There was one day, and I remember it was a Friday, because I was going to spend the night at my brother's house. Um, my dad, he had been laid off, and he did a lot of drinking on his his time off, and I tried to talk him into going to a service on um, on that Sunday. And he got very mad at me and he was like, I need you to understand that I am not and will not ever be going to church, not with you, not with your mama. I am not going. And I had done all the things on the checklist. It's the classic case of thinking that you have something that is immaculate that you want to share with other people. And... No matter what, being declined, even after praying, even after fasting, even, you know, whatever religious ritual you're trying to do, um, sometimes it's just not going to happen. I remember I got into the car and I was fuming. I was angry. And I started punching the dash of the car. And I was just so angry. I was like fuck you fuck just the ignorance. I don't understand why you can't do this one thing for me. And I never went back to church after that. Um or at least not that particular church. But it did rattle my faith. You know, any other time I think after that experience, if I went to church, it was either for a choir festival or To spend time with my girlfriend, who is now my wife. She was raised in the church and did all the things, um, not necessarily by choice, but um, every Sunday she was forced to go to church. And I started to catch on that if I went to church on Sundays, that would be time outside of school that we could spend together. And so typically we had this routine that every Sunday she would come over to my house after um, after the morning service. We'd spend time together and then we would go back to the church in the evening. And, you know, I just kind of sat in the back. There was always been a part of me that wanted to believe. And there was always a part of me that always wanted to have a spiritual guide to um, help me understand life better I always thought that church might help with that and you know growing up in North Carolina everybody goes to church just about especially people in high school you know because they're still having to follow sort of in suit with what their parents are doing um, so I was always wondering like what am I missing and it's like the more and more I examined the more I realized just how theatrical everything was. There's a preacher who's talking about they grew up poor, and like dirt poor and, you know, raised off the mill hill, as they like to say down here. And then they talk about how, like, God redirected their lives to be a man of God and to be a servant. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Along with that, I tried to read my Bible. But even that necessarily wasn't the best thing for me to do. I was always told that you had to read from the King James Version because that's the only version that is accepted by God. Um, That the other versions of the Bible were written by Wiccans and um, just a bunch of crazy shit. But I had a very general understanding of the Bible in the sense that I knew the stories in the Old Testament and you know I had a pretty basic understanding of the New Testament the story of Jesus his teachings the things that he wanted people to do and what I can tell you about the Bible in my experience is this the Old Testament in my opinion boils down to a bunch of Aesop's fables written for a different time and location. They teach you how to be a good person. They teach patience. They teach overcoming odds. They teach determination. Things like that. And then when the New Testament rolls along, I feel as though the New Testament is a guide, not necessarily on how to live life, but how to treat other people. It's like your first part has your fundamental human characteristics, and then the latter part has how to be a proper, social, civil member of society. So what is my stance on religion today? I don't have a whole lot of opinions about other religions just because I've never experienced those experiences. Um, but as far as Christianity goes, I had to come to terms with a lot of shit. I had to come to terms with a little bit of influence. People can be manipulated so easily. I had to come to terms with the fact that no matter how much you may want something, that God is not a genie, nor are they meant to be put into a confined space? I had to come to terms with perspective. Perspective in the sense that how big the world really is in comparison to just a blip on the radar. I can want anything in the world. I can use my talents anywhere or at any time in this world. And my minuscule first world problems are not something that I would want to put on a God who has so much more to worry about. And to be honest with you, I think my best spiritual experiences have happened outside of church settings. I have felt God at a concert. I have felt God in a sense of protection in a sense of knowing that everything will be okay in the end I've even felt God through the passing of a stranger not only just the passing of a stranger but the act of kindness from that human I was working at the big box retailer and I had not been 21 for very long so I was down for drinking just about anything Um, hell, you could just hand me a, (laughs) anyway, for whatever reason, I wanted malt liquor that day, King Cobra to be exact. And me and another man went for the same bottle, but he just kind of looked at me and he said, you know what? He said, you can go ahead and take this one. You just got off of work, didn't you? And I was like, yep. He said, I understand, brother. We're trying to all just make it together, aren't we? And then the dude just walked away. And he he really made me think, like, this is kindness. Kindness to a stranger for no reason. It's like these little things that make your day are reminders that you are being watched over. I had to come to terms with the notion that people will do very shitty things in the name of their God. It's almost as if a lot of people... When they take on the notion of God, they try to emulate a vengeful God, one with human natures, one that contradicts what they are teaching about in order to be this good servant. I also had to come to terms with how dark the underbelly of the church is, the money that gets filtered through the time that they take from people, volunteering people to do things that they may or may not want to do, but they feel obligated to do, because they are told that that's what their God wants, free labor. And I had to come to terms, I think, most of all with the fact that the Christians that I know of, not all of them, But the ones who seem to draw the most attention to themselves spend more time and money discouraging people, raking people through the mud. They don't take mental health into consideration. They don't take a person's past or their very real situations that they're learning to live with. They're not taking any of that into consideration. In my opinion, it's very much like they just want a gold star on this heavenly bulletin board so that they can count up how many stars are on their name tag when they get to the pearly gates there's one church here um, I live just outside of Charlotte and there's one church here that bought land next to an abortion clinic I don't know if they bought it or if they rent the space or what have you but they occupy the space every weekend with a full-on, like, pop-up stage and very loud speakers and, like, just very theatrical and dramatic and just ridiculous shows of just idiocy right next to an abortion clinic. They think that they're screaming and hooting and hollering and, you know, all their thoughts and prayers are going to deter people from going into the clinic no matter what they're there for whether it's a mammogram whether it's a OBGYN consult whether it's for safe health care their mission is to save the lost at all costs To be honest with you, I didn't necessarily come to terms with a real God, so to speak, um, until I started going to AA. And um, I've told that whole story in a few previous episodes back. Um, But there is a part in the Alcoholics Anonymous big book that explained God as Whoever or whatever you want it to be. No matter like how powerful or how you want to emulate this God. It's a higher power that helps you to flesh things out. To talk things over with. And it seems as though you're talking to yourself. But in a way you kind of are. Because sometimes when you hear things as you are saying them sometimes some sort of sense kicks in as to whether you're making a good or a bad call. When I read that, it opened my eyes to a new opportunity. I have to believe in myself. And I have to follow sort of the signs of the world to construct my life around. I don't believe in church. I don't believe in Christianity or whatever form of evangelicalism that has taken over I consider myself to be a spiritualist in tune with myself in tune with um, how things are in this social political technological climate that we're in now I feel as though since becoming more spiritual I have a better sense of who people are and a willingness to learn about new types of people or, you know, another culture that I'm not familiar with. Um, It's helped me to branch out and meet a lot of cool people, to help a lot of cool people. And I can honestly say that I'm living a better, more healthy life for it. I can stay in tune with my body and my mind and how I feel. And whether I'm communicating things as I should. I can learn whenever I need to hit the e-stop. And say enough is enough. And I can't physically or mentally take any more. And it helps me to be more empathetic to people outside of my own situation. Do I lose my cool sometimes? Absolutely. I feel as though that's sort of an inevitability in life. But as far as my beliefs and my morals and my sense of right and wrong is concerned. I have a pretty good understanding of how to put myself in someone else's shoes. Sometimes it can get you into trouble but a lesson can be learned in that as well, a lesson in boundaries. There are so many people who are traumatized by religious figures, denominations, within Christianity, um, and just the sheer thought alone of eternal damnation over understanding your own humanity. If you're listening to this and you've experienced this type of trauma, first of all, I want to say that I'm very sorry that you had to endure it. No one should be forced to deny themselves to gain better understanding of the world. And I'm sorry that you were taught the opposite. This isn't the only time that I want to touch on this really. Um, Because I could go on and on for days about my feelings towards the church and, you know, whatever other religious aspects of my life. But I think that this episode should serve more so as a stance of understanding um, from both myself and you the listener. I want to provide a safe space, a space to healthily talk about your problems and your issues and your gripes with life or the world or whatever hand you've been dealt. You are allowed to feel those feelings. You are allowed to express those feelings in whatever way you need to. There is life beyond religious trauma, and it may seem like a very long road to have to go down, but you can be healed from this trauma. I wanna thank you so much for tuning in and uh, giving me a listen this week. Uh, Y'all are very special to me, and I enjoy so very much seeing your posts on facebook and instagram it just it makes my day so i'll remind you again to make sure that wherever you're listening to this uh, make sure that you follow and like and share and do all the things that way the algorithm can try to pick me up and put me down somewhere in a few other related program search bars y'all support means lot and so i want to thank you again if you need me you know where to find me my handles for instagram and tiktok are at thunder all one word following there it lets you sort of in the loop of things as they happen in my life um, new episodes that are coming out every sunday be good to yourself make sure you're drinking some water make sure that you're eating good food, make sure that you are living to the best of your ability and valuing yourself. Remember that you are enough and that if no one else has told you, I love you.